Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. I feel like the Lord, I have a, a message for you. I'll talk fast if you'll listen fast. But I don't want to microwave the Word of God. But I'm a big football fan, so I'm not going to put it in a slow cooker either. I don't live too far from the church, so I got to be on the road by 2.30. And we'll talk about life next week, depending on who wins today. Amen. We can have some fun, right? Living for God isn't duddy. My motto, I teach our church, I live my life this. If you're not having fun living for God, you're doing something wrong. Galatians, the writer writes in chapter 3, verse 28, Now in Christ... It doesn't matter if you are Jew or a Greek, a slave or free, male or female, pretty or ugly. Wait a minute, let me start over. You are all the same in Christ Jesus. Woo, that's the good news. No matter where you are in life, no matter what you struggle with, no matter the scars you stand here today with, no matter the regrets you wished you could have said no when you said yes, or you wished you should have said yes when you said no, that when you get in the house of God, it's your heart and your willingness that changes everything. See, I don't know the Bible. That doesn't matter. You're not judged by Bible knowledge. You're judged by obedience. And I just want someone to hear me today that no matter what you brought in today, in the next few minutes, I'm going to bring some things to you, and I think God's going to help your day, and I'm going to entitle this, Redrawing the Lines. Redrawing the Lines. Heavenly Father, help me do a good job in a little bit of time. I pray that the Spirit of God would rest upon me, and that I would do what you've called me to do, that I could minister to people, I could speak to a situation and I can ask the Spirit of God to move. I ask this to be so in the name of Jesus. If you receive the prayer, would you shout amen? Amen. amen. You may be seated this morning. Someone help me start my video, please. There we go. Thank you. I want to talk to you about redrawing the lines. You see, Calvary changed everything. It went from a Jew to a Gentile. The aperture was opened wide to include of all of humanity. It was no more inclusivity, but it was rather, it was excluding, but now it's including. It didn't matter back in the day what you did, but when Jesus got involved, you were going to be okay. You see, pre-Calvary, they believed it was for the Jews, and if we're not a Jew, then we're a Gentile, then pretty much they thought they believed, hey, there's no hope for us. But when Calvary came into play and the blood of Calvary was shed, then the Spirit of God came back 50 days later on what we call the day of Pentecost. And thus the church began to redraw the lines. You see, back then the lines were narrow. The lines were prejudiced. The lines were judgmental. And at times I would have to conclude as a pastor, the lines were even harsh. But Calvary blurred the lines and his resurrection redefined them. He began to be the artist of the lines. He began to be the master artist of redrawing lives. You see, now anybody 
can be on the team and anybody can play ball. No matter your past, no matter the culture that you come from, no matter your education, no matter your hurts, no matter your scars, and no matter your pain. Because the Holy Spirit came to heal and to save, and it's for all. Someone shout, it's for me. Imagine your life if you could redraw the lines. Imagine if you could go back to high school. Imagine if you could go back to that party in your 20s. I don't want some of you to go all the way back to your marriage because I'm not really going there but and redrawing those lines, but you're married, you're married, and God will help us. But just think if some of the decisions and the scars that you live with and the people you hung out with and who you ran around with, if you could go back and somehow redraw those lines and maybe you would have ended up in a different position because of the trajectory of a different decision. But I understand at my age that you can't reverse time. You can't go back and re-script it and the narrative can be rewritten. The only thing that we can do is from this day forward that I can begin to redraw who I am. And imagine if I could just start with a blank canvas and what I know today at age 62, if I knew back then, if I had that knowledge, maybe I would have made some different decisions and maybe I would have went some different ways and maybe I would have did some things differently, but I can't go back. I can only move forward. And I know that's the way life is. And regardless of your age, I think all of us, I can comfortably say, we all sit here with regrets and scars, do we not? But thank God there was a Calvary. Thank God there was a church. And if somewhere in the context of who God is, if a relationship with him could strip away my hurt, could strip away my pain and my scars and, and begin a new life, How do you start a new life at your age? Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 5 asked Jesus, Jesus says, you must be born again. And he simply said, well, how can I be born again? Can I enter into my mother's womb the second time? And Jesus said, no, actually, Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. He said, unless you're born of the water of baptism and the spirit of the Holy Spirit, you can't see the kingdom of God. And so Nicodemus was was a ruler. He, he, was a, he was an intelligent person. He taught in the synagogues. He had teachers. They called him rabbi. And Nicodemus is confused. How, be born again? I don't want to go back that far. But let me ask you a question here. If you could go back to an age, what age in your head would you say, you know what? I wished I was again. I wished I was this age again. I wished I was in this grade again. And I'm going to redraw my life from the 11th grade. I'm going to redraw my life from my first job in my 20s. How far back do you need to go to get a fresh start? You got that age? Just hang on to that for a minute. But the Holy Spirit here is telling us that today someone's life and people's life can be redrawn. I saw a social media post. I stole it. It's not original from me, but it simply said this this week. Don't be afraid to start over again. You may like your new story better. I said, you know what? That resonates with me. Because today I've come to bring hope to your story. Maybe you feel you haven't been a good artist. Maybe you feel you're not good with drawings and all of your hurts and pains and your sins 
have been dogging your footsteps and you feel under pressure, you feel misery. And maybe I'm speaking to someone here, you battle with depression, you battle with anxiety, you battle with vices to self-numb yourself and you don't know how to get out of the downhill spiral. And you say, is there really a God? But you're here today. And your path and God's path in this church is intersecting on this football Sunday that I've come to tell to help somebody. Yes, the church always wins. And God's ability to change a life is what God can only do. Man can give programs and they can give different steps. And there's these plateau things that we can do. And that all helps. So watch me now. That helps just on the outside. Where I need to be helped really is on the inside. Helping me on the inside with my spirit and my anger and my hurt and my abandonment and all of these emotions that I can't seem to handle and I can't seem to manage. And I realize as I've gotten older, you know, everything that I need from God, you could go to a doctor, but a hospital can't fix your emotions. A neurosurgeon can't operate on your depression and the things that are in this body. When God fills you with his spirit, hear me, somebody. It's called the Holy Spirit, and that spirit becomes a part of my spirit, and he helps me, and I begin to make better decisions, and I begin to move in a different direction, and I begin to redraw the lines because God cares for me, and church cares for me, and family cares for me, and I don't have to take the pressure and the stress all by myself. So my title is Redrawing the Lines. If you could go back to that age that you got stuck in your head, you would redraw some lines, would we not? We would make some different decisions that would change the trajectory of where I, maybe you ended up today. Let me ask you a question. I mean, I grew up in Vista just down the road. I remember in second grade class, Mrs. Collins, God rest her mean soul. <laughs> she was old when I was in second grade. She's got to have passed on. Not mean to no more second graders anymore, Miss Collins. Now, I'll let you in a little secret, and then I'll get back to my message. Miss Collins was so mean. One recess break, she tied me to the chair with a jump rope. Now, my family, in defense of Miss Collins, she goes, Dad, what did you do? Oh, probably nothing. She was crazy. She just tied up kids at random. Yeah, right, Dad. Anyway, in other news, right? But I remember in second grade, and oh, Miss Collins' class, we sat and we were talking about what do you want to be when you grow up? And you go around the circle, right? I heard some, I remember some lofty things doctor, veterinarian. I didn't say pastor, that kind of came along. Um, baseball player. And when we were young, we had these aspirations and these dreams about being something great and grand and big, did we not? But how many of us ended up where we wanted to be from second grade? I'm going to say probably most of us did not. Because here's what I know, life got in the way, right? And messed up my second grade plans. Torpedoed my baseball career. In the major leagues. Thank God. So now I am a pastor. But I didn't know that in second grade. I would have paid better attention in English. 
I wouldn't have been so mean to kids on the playground. I didn't know I was going to be this. I'm sorry. I learned along the way. But God began to redraw the lines. Now, my story is a little humorous and maybe not so discouraging. But you know what? I feel that there's some of you, your stories are a little more discouraging and maybe dark. And you say, man, I, I don't know, man. At my age, there's been a struggle. But can I tell you that Jesus delights in unstruggling struggles? Is that bad English? I told you I would have paid better attention in English class. He delights in making the hurt into a beautiful person. God has a way of taking away scars and unforgiveness. And I just feel, I'm an apostolic preacher, so I move in the spirit. I'm not trying to be spooky, but I'm just telling you, I feel in my spirit that God, some, there's some of you that here that have been violated and people didn't do you right. And you sit here with scars that you never really figured out and you just make life work. And we put a smile on every day. And I'm going to say, you know, that's probably the right thing to do. But down deep inside, there's a struggle. Most of us, as we grow up, aren't woe as me. Hey, how you doing? Well, you know what? I did this and I did that. Never mind. I'm sorry. Have a nice day. We just kind of eat it and make it work, do we not? But my message this morning is, is God's redrawn some lines from a blank canvas. And he's going to make something beautiful out of what you thought was a lost soul. Yes, yes, lost future. He's going to. I have confidence. I'm positive. I'm declaring what God does. He does these things. Say, so, well, how do I receive this, Pastor? You know, all you have to believe. It takes faith. That God can redraw my lines. God can rechange my thoughts. God can take away this hurt. God, God can strip this vice away. How many among us? I just want to encourage, there's people here that are sitting among us that have had vices and hurts and problems. When, but when God stepped in, they are vice free. They are pain free. They are scar free. Why? Because the blood of Calvary flowed and it changes somebody's life and they believe that God could do it. What are you saying? I'm simply saying God redrew the lines. And maybe the older we get, the deeper the lines are and the, the harder they are to redraw. And the old adage is you can't teach an old what? New tricks. Well, what if I told you you could teach an old dog new tricks? Because this tells me it's true. It's possible. It is possible con Dios. Now, please don't be offended. I'm not calling you a dog. You might be a Raider fan. You... In other news, you might be a Dallas fan. There's a lot of Dallas people on this side. I'm preaching on this side. I don't know. This side looks... Chargers, yeah. Hey, in all fairness, most of our teams probably didn't make it to the... There's only two teams that made it, right? So you're sporting your own gear. Sister Hannah, welcome to all of you. She don't even know it's not baseball season yet. But she, she's a good welcomer, right? P poor thing. It's not even baseball. That's okay. Hey, everything else was good. I give it to you. We'll let you do it next Sunday too, actually. She was genuine, but I know. Okay. But hey, 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 I, I'm, I'm going to kind of close in a minute. But listen to me. We'll get you to the tailgate party. Then you can get home to your Super Bowl party. But in all sincerity, I, I want you to know this. That God wants to write and is writing the best version of you. 
In my experience, it's not derogatory. It's not condescending. I've experienced this. I haven't always written the best version of Tom Durant's because I don't know the beginning from the ending. I don't know the alpha and the omega. I, I don't know these things. And so when I relinquish the pencil to begin to redraw who I am, the master artist begins to articulate a beautiful picture from a blank canvas that maybe I had coffee stains on the canvas and mud and I dropped it and it's bent and the corner smashed in and God said, give me that canvas. But why don't you start with a new one? No, because this is you. And I'm going to show you what I can do with this canvas. I know you got it all dirty and messed up and there's some weird paint colors on there. What were you thinking? Well, I wasn't actually. That's my point. Give me that. Give me that. Just walk with me, and I'm going to redraw the lines. Is it that easy, sir? Yeah, to be honest with you, the answer is yes. But it takes a willing heart and a belief that, you know what, I'm going to trust God. I've tried everything else. I've been on the top of the mountain. Paul said, I've been in the valley. I've been beaten. I've been, I've been left for dead. And maybe you have physically gone through that. But God is wanting to redraw the lines of the best version of you and you and you. And I understand today is Super Bowl Sunday, but for you, maybe it could be a Super Sunday that changes your life. And as time goes on and you say, what is it, Super Bowl 57, 58? Hey, who, who played, who won? I don't know, but I'll tell you on that Sunday, who won? I won. I won back my life. I won a brand new life. I know what happened February the 12th in 2023, but I can't remember who played in the Super Bowl because I'm a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Yes, I am. And so John said this as I close. If you could stand with me. The Gospel of John, he says this, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Okay? The thief, that's the devil. This is in the Bible. He says, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus speaking, but he goes, but I have come that you may have life. Watch me now. And have it more abundantly. In other words, hey, I have life. I was born, I can see, I can move, I can work, I can live. Yeah, but with him, you can have it more abundantly. So if you're not happy with your current life, how about an infusion of an abundant life? How about the scars that you live with and things that you wrestle with and maybe things that seem to attack you in your spirit and in your sleep and in your mind and you just want to be made whole? W-H-O-L-E. And when, when God makes you whole, watch me, then you become holy. But it only happens at the hand of God. I don't want to alarm you and cre- create pandemonium, but can I just tell you something? There's probably somebody standing very close to you that had a bad past. There's probably somebody in front of you that Their life was messed up. Strung out on drugs, homeless. 
been married multiple times, violated in life as they grew up, struggle with depression and anxiety, panic attacks. Just a dreary, humdrum life until... Someone shout until... God began to redraw who they were and what he saw them to become. That's the power of the Spirit of God. Wow. So who's silver will? Yep. Who's silver will, my friend? I don't know the Bibles, the books in the Bible. Don't matter. Uh, my mom didn't raise me in church, and we know I only go to church when there's a wedding and a funeral. Nope, that's not true. You're here today. It's football Sunday, so you've been three times. Here's my point. It, that, none of that matters. You don't have to qualify for God to redraw lines. God begins to redraw lines, and then he qualifies you. That's a child of the king. That's my son. That's my daughter. That's my spirit working inside them. And so I'm preaching to you this morning. I'm talking to you this morning. If you need some lines redrawn, then God is telling you today's your day. Today is your super Sunday. You're here with hurt. The Bible talks about the bomb of Gilead. What does a bomb do? It puts it on your sores and you begin to heal. It takes away the itching and the pain and the scratchiness. It's a bomb. It starts a healing process. It takes away the burning and so the bomb of Gilead, which comes from the word of God, is here to be placed upon your hurt. Amen. Can you see it? No, but it's by faith. I believe what the preacher said. And can I have just a little dab of that bomb? Absolutely. You, you think God would really, he could draw this picture. It's horrific. Oh, man, he's a master with a pencil. Here's what I know, and then I'm going to pray for you. Your life, your canvas, your picture can't be so distorted that God can't make a masterpiece out of it. And it would auction off for millions. You ever see, sometimes I see on my feed, on social media, they'll write something like 7398, like some numbers. And then they get a pencil and then they start drawing. Hey. That seven became a koala bear. Hey, that eight became a parrot. And they take what's there, and then when they're done drawing, say, wait, I can't even see the numbers anymore. That's our life. That's your life. That was my life. And God's just saying, hey, can I, you mind if I... Can I take this number seven? Can I work with this a little bit? Watch, watch what I can make out of a number seven. Watch what I can make out of uh, darkness. Watch what I can make out of depression. Watch what I can make out of drugs. Watch what I can make out of alcohol. Be still. You're going to like this. It's okay. And he changes the picture. And it becomes our testimony. I'm going to pray for us. And if you would like prayer, the pastoral staff, the minister of this church, would you... Help me halfway and up front. Okay, this isn't spooky. You don't have to tell anybody your problem. You just say, you know what? 
what the the pastor said, will you pray that for me? That's all you have to say. If you want to be baptized, the Bible says when we wash you in baptism, it washes all away your sins. Come on, this is your super Sunday. You see, football doesn't start till 3.30. It's 11.13. You want your sins washed away? We have water, we have robes, we have towels, we have everything. Hey, is that part of the fresh start? Yeah, actually it is. But I, I want to make this palatable because God wants to step in into your life. And if you're a guest here and church isn't a regular thing, you say, well, I don't, how do they do all this? This is simply how we do it. We just pray for you and you ask God what you want to ask him. It's not spooky. You don't have to confess. You don't have to tell us anything. But it's a willing heart. And part of the healing from the bomb of Gilead is maybe in association with us and we guide you along the way, but that's not this morning. This morning is simply, you know what? I want what the preacher said. I don't know what all that means, but would you pray for me, sir? And the minister would say, absolutely. Close your eyes and let me pray for you. At the halfway point, raise your hand, pastoral staff, so they can see you. Okay, I got pastoral staff over here. I'm gonna pray. We're gonna close our eyes out of respect. And if you want prayer, you wanna be baptized, Make your way here or to the middle. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that this is a super Sunday. We talk about peace. We talk about clarity. We talk about clean heart and mind. We talk about washing away of sins, Lord, that you want to help us. And I'm asking God that you administer to every heart in this house, every mind and every soul, God, that... This is not just a football Sunday, but it is a super Sunday for someone's life. And the trajectory begins to change on February the 12th, 2023. I bless the hearer. I bless the hearts. I bless the people. In the name of Jesus, I pray this. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.